You're listening to Paisel, a true rom-com. I am your co-host, Paige, and this is the very lovely... Jessel. Fa-la-la-la-la. We are celebrating Christmas. This is the Christmas special. It doesn't actually have anything to do with Christmas. That's true. I don't remember what we did on Christmas. Our first Christmas. Yeah. That that would have been like episodes ago. But there's in the in the book. In, it's, November, so. in the book, it's um your uh, your birthday. Yeah, because we're almost at the end of the first year. Yes, so the end of the first year would be Christmas. No, we didn't meet on Christmas. All oh, right. Yes, I get what you're saying. This is about our relationship, not the calendar year, not the financial year. Our relationship. Yeah. 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 Okay. So December is next year. It's so hot. Because you are hot. For those who are watching rather than listening, I am wearing a t-shirt equivalent of people who get a symbol from another culture on their shoulder as a tattoo without actually knowing what it means. It is a isohara or isochromatic plate. The many, many dots that are different colours that are used to determine the type and severity of a colour vision defect. So I'm wearing this t-shirt with one of those on it and to me it's just a mess of dots. I am assured by Jessel that it is the letters A-H. Yes. For Achievement Hunter. Yes. Without further ado. I don't know how you're going to edit that part. I don't know how I edit anything. (laughs) I won't say who this was, but I recently had a guest. To edit this guest, I made 286, I think, 286 edits in a 18 to 20 minute segment. I had actually thought, oh, I don't really understand why it seems to take me half a day to a day to edit one podcast episode. I did like a select all thing or something while I was editing and it's like, oh, would you like to delete 286 clips? That is how I realised that I had made many different clips. And it would have been a shame if you deleted it. Yes. All that hard work. Actually, I did go back and edit a podcast episode, actually two different ones. Our first one, the version that's on YouTube is the first edit because I used a poor quality audio file and then I redid it for the just for the audio only podcast with a better quality audio file but you can't just replace a file on YouTube you can do that with a podcast so YouTube still has the poor audio version which is unfortunate because no one can hear me well yeah people can't hear you very well But also, if I was watching that as the first episode, I think the poor quality of the audio would prevent me from being open to watching future episodes. Speaking of YouTube. Good segue. I'm good at segues, not really. Jessel. Yes. You introduced me to something. You want me to talk about all of them or? Well, yeah, yeah, all of these ones. Even before I met Paige, there's a few channels that I followed that were more science-based channels on youtube oh even before you met me i'm pretty sure nobody thinks that i introduced you to science the three of them were one one was smarter every day physics girl was the second one and veritasium was the third one and there's another one that was called slow-mo guys and it was basically stuff filmed in slow motion shot very well i will 
take a moment now to say that we have no sponsor for this episode. Yes. We're just talking about things that we enjoy and that we have experienced. And now I can tell you, I absolutely loved all four of those channels. So Smarter Every Day, Physics Girl, Ferrotassium, and the Slow Mo Guys. Do we have the baseball? I don't know if it's in this side. Wow, I've been finding some really interesting stuff as we try to find this. A hat that I only wore a few times. Another hat that I only wore a few times. A topical chemotherapy that I didn't end up having to use the second time, which is great. Hi, welcome back. Welcome back, Jessel. I brought you something. Oh, thank you. This is one of two things that I have. Smarter every day. This came because I found out later on, what, a year on after I'd introduced you to these YouTube channels that you were Patreon. By the way, you can support us on Patreon if you like. Us? Yeah. I'm on there as well. Well, I mean, it's me, but we live together and share all of our stuff. I don't know. What were we talking about? So, yeah, I found out that um, she subscribed as a Patreon to those three channels, the science ones. I was like, why didn't you tell me? And that was one of the things that got sent out as a Patreon for Smarter Every Day. Destin from Smarter Every Day sent out a baseball that has Smarter Every Day and a not-so-little note there. Anyway, it's a cool story behind that. I did also, I got sent a little note, Smarter Every Day notebook, and I think it has some graph paper and stuff in it. Although I would find that very useful. I have avoided writing anything in it because I want to keep it in pristine condition, which is not something... That is possible once I start using things. Oh, really? Is that what happened to me? Oh, my goodness. Wow. Wow. Who did you just throw under the bus? I have no idea. Was it you or me? We're both under the bus again. We're both under the bus. We keep ending up under this bus. Now I'm thinking about that Bachelor Girl song, and I don't know if I'm allowed to sing it for copyright reasons. Hey, Mom. No. No. Something, something. I don't know the lyrics. That's nothing new. Lyrics of the making up on the spot. I do. That's a marriage pun as well. Yes, I know. For those who are watching, how does it look? Can you tell? Yeah, good. Tell. Aside from YouTube, <clears throat> can I have some of your water, please? Please don't finish it. So I have a, a page here. I'll show this as well to the people who are watching on YouTube. And if you're not watching on YouTube, maybe you should head over there. Audio friendly. The page of the Paisal comic that I'm looking at is about the two of us taking the city cat. So the Brisbane River is a big part of our city culture, I guess. That's a thing. The specific shape of the the river, how it winds around and everything, is a design that is used for a lot of different things. You'll see it on different buildings, in parks. A lot of people probably don't realise what the shape is when they're looking at it and they're like, oh, that's a, you know, just like a wobbly line. It is the Brisbane River. We've got some great public transport options on the river 
The city cat is great if you have plenty of free time. It's great if you're happy to just enjoy the journey and not worry about how long it's taking you to get to the destination. On the page, there's also a recurring joke. It's me standing outside on the city cat saying, yay, it's raining on us. And Jessel. Why don't you have a proper jumper? The jumper thing became a bit of a recurring thing. Yeah. I mean, you, <laughs> you didn't have a proper jumper for ages. Jessel had no idea that this hoodie that I was wearing around was actually very thin fabric. So thin, in fact, that if you put it up to the sun, you could see through it. Yeah, which was um, very <laughs> mystifying to me for a jumper. Women's fashion is ridiculous in, yeah. many, in many cases. It's almost like if it's bad for you or if it's uncomfortable, it's probably more fashionable. That hasn't changed for ages. In this episode, we're just going through the rest of the pages of the first book, kind of to tie off season one, which means there aren't necessarily strong ties between all of the content in this episode. Yeah. I mean, it, it was the case with the last one as well, but... Why split that in two? Patting yourself on the back, eh? Did you want to talk a bit about this? Maybe you should start. All right. We're going to get a little bit deeper here. Although I wasn't diagnosed at the time, I was certainly aware that I carried a lot of my trauma around with me in different ways. So I've experienced in my life a significant amount of trauma. A few years ago, it became apparent that I really hadn't dealt with a lot of it. So although we didn't have this terminology at the time, there were a few occasions early in our relationship where a PTSD response was triggered. It's kind of refreshing actually talking about this now because that was very painful and very difficult for both of us. And I think confusing. I don't know about confusing, but basically being sort of helpless or not being equipped to handle the situation. I don't think confusing would be the right word. I hadn't been in that situation before, so basically unequipped. It was very difficult. For a very long time, I had been getting more and more hurt by different things and dissociating a lot, so separating myself from what I was experiencing. Quite a while before our relationship, I was drinking more and more to to survive. It was like a survival thing. Basically, because of alcohol and my relationship with alcohol, I was increasingly in situations that hurt me more. <laughs> so things got pretty bad and being in a stable relationship finally starting to feel that it was safe for me to have difficult conversations and it was safe for me to trust and let go. That whole feeling started feeling unsafe and a lot of things came up and came out that I'd managed to brush aside or keep down for a very long time. Some of the things that I feel, I, I feel a bit of regret that I couldn't have dealt with all of that before I met you because it felt like because I hadn't healed my wounds, I was kind of, I was bleeding all over you and you weren't the one who cut me. Mm -hmm. I mean, yeah, for for someone who, do, who doesn't have an extreme reaction to things, it was tough, tough to understand how you can go from zero to a hundred 
I guess I understand how you can do that, but I didn't know why and how to handle that. I think most of the time, if that situation came up, I would let you go through go through um, the motions, the emotions that you have, and then let you calm down, and then try and have a conversation with you. So, for someone who had no experience with that situation, I feel like that is as close to a perfect way to have dealt with that as possible. Y- yeah, but I don't. I didn't know what would happen. The time from you having that emotional response and then calming down is there's a there's a lengthy time where anything could be could happen. So yeah. I didn't know if it was the right thing to do or the wrong thing. But a lot of that is too private to go into detail. One thing that I will say, a situation that I will talk about was in relation to me being excluded from things. It wasn't that straightforward. It wasn't just a PTSD response. Something that was very important to me was to have a partner who would fight for me and stand up for me and not passively let me get excluded. I think specifically what I did wouldn't have happened without perhaps PTSD. We were at an Indian restaurant that you introduced me to that we both love. Yes. You had ordered and we were just waiting for the food to come. You told me about something that you would have to go to without me, yet another thing, and that you would have to cancel plans that we had. So it was the cancelling plans as well as me being excluded from something and you choosing to support that. All of that came together. I remember I said, I can't do this. And I got up and I hastily left the restaurant and I started walking away. My feeling at the time was, nope, I need to just be alone because I can't count on anyone, which is a very severe response to that scenario. I would say. That that's a response where there's no discussion possible. It's just, I'm like, no, I'm checking out. I've had enough. I've just seen all of the proof that I need that I will not be supported and all I'm going to get are excuses. So I'm running away, literally running away. (laughs) I can laugh about it now that actually also it still hurts a little bit that I was in that situation and that I like that I responded in that way. Then I ended up coming around the corner and you'd gotten takeaway or something, but I think you threw it out. I didn't see you after that. Did I? Yeah. Where did I see you? Outside the restaurant. What did we say? I have no idea. Okay. I don't remember. But we did part ways that night, but not end our relationship. Unless this is a different um, timeline. There's a community reference I was going to... Oh, a community reference. Haven't had one of those in a while. I can't remember. You can do that out. Probably won't be edited, but... I might just have a a whole video that's just that. Community references. Just you saying edit it out. How about we end the episode on vacations? So there are two two vacations that we had together in our first year. The first one was booked early on in the relationship. Surprisingly early. My parents had taken a train across Australia. They went on the Garn, visited Cuba Pedi, mostly underground town, because it gets so hot there that most people live underground. Do we, does anyone live above? I'm always hesitant to say all because there's always an exception to the rule. Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you just did there. I thought maybe it was too subtle. Always, always. 
I'm trying to think, had my parents gone on that and they had just come back from Peru, they'd been helping run an orphanage in Peru. But I don't know, I don't know if that was the reason we went on the thing. That was the reason we started talking about it. I had already thought about going on it. Yeah, but you hadn't said that to me. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So we researched it. Or you, you mostly researched it, I think. And I'm like, yeah, 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 I want to do that. And I don't want to do any of the planning for this. And that was thousands and thousands of dollars. An all-inclusive train trip. Yeah, from Sydney to Perth. Across the Nullarbor. And then a bunch of excursions from Perth. In between as well. We went to Broken Hill. We did the excursion to see the Pro Heart exhibition or Art shop, gallery. Or Art gallery. That was really cool. And we would like to do another one. Yes, it is on the agenda. It is on the agenda. Um, depending on all the COVID situation. Well, you know, it's a lot of money. So I have a bit more to save before I'm willing to put money towards a trip. <laughs> I've spent a lot of my adult life in substantial debt for no good reason, I'm much more cautious now and I will save up the thousands that I need for that trip before I book the ticket. That's all I have to say about that. Yeah, so yeah, the trip was really nice. The train was relaxing and the food was really good and we ate so much. We got to see Handorf in out Adelaide. We got to see a lot of Perth. And we got to see a lot of a woman with dementia. I still feel a bit bad about that situation. Bad? Yeah. As in you read the situation wrong? or Let's talk a bit about that without naming any names. Something I did not like about the train trip, we would be seated in a four-person booth for meals, usually with two strangers opposite us because there were just two of us. I'm not going on a train across a place with no mobile signal so that I can socialize with strangers. I'm doing it to get away. There was one discussion I remember where one of the people at the table was talking with annoyance about somebody somebody they had had to sit with a few times who had dementia, who kept repeating themselves. The things they were saying were quite mean, I thought. By the end of the trip, we had also shared a meal and a conversation with this person and their spouse and i i quite enjoyed that initial conversation good uh, cute couple i really loved seeing how they supported each other and particularly how the one in the marriage who had what seemed like full mental health still was very supportive gentle and patient yes in circumstances that are very difficult you know, that, that would have been very difficult to sit there and hear the same stories over and over and over and the inappropriate questions and stories to strangers. We had bought the same package as them, so we ended up in the same accommodation for five days in Perth. Accommodation and... The excursions. The, the tours and stuff. All, almost all of the tours. Yeah. We had the, the same ones. After the train trip, when most people said goodbye... We saw that couple every day. We we went through some relationship problems on that trip, which I don't think we need to go into. We've already discussed some issues in this episode. <laughs> we were both feeling a little bit sensitive. Um, before we get into that, um, I want to bring up something lighthearted. When we first got to Perth, it was evening. 
and it was very chilly. This is where I found out about the Jampa. We found out that there was a gelato place walking distance from where we were staying. And Paige was like, oh, we should go. Was that the time? I- oh, yeah, it was because I didn't realize on the train trip that you were, st- you were wearing that. And it was very cold. But this time walking to the gelato sh- shop, it was much colder. And you were shivering and I was like, what is happening? And then I found out that the jump, uh, the hoodie that you were wearing is like basically a shirt and um, not doing anything. And I was like, oh, maybe we should go back. And you're like, no, I want gelato. <laughs> so we had to go and get gelato and while, while she was shivering. Gelato was good though. Thank you for that interlude. Yeah. So you remember we, the, the couple that... Yeah. So with the couple, as well as just the dynamic of I was on the first big vacation with my partner and I wanted to be just spending time with my partner away from regular life. As well as that, you know, we we had had some interpersonal issues and it became increasingly frustrating for me that this couple kept spending time with us and even things like requesting the same table as us when we didn't have the same table. (laughs) Is that the buffet one? Yeah. Okay. We actually had a different table and they, she asked to, to move to sit with us. I think. Did they sit with? I don't think we sat with anyone. I, I think I said, oh, sorry, I just need some time alone. Oh, okay. And I think that that was really difficult for me to say. And I was super uncomfortable because we were near them for the whole day. But I just, I needed a break. I needed a break. And then I'll tell my part of the story first. Well, your interpretation of the story. My interpretation. I mean, I mean, it could be interpreted both ways, so yeah. Yeah, it's an interpretation. Okay, well, one, one of our last days together, I think, she took off her engagement ring. Wedding ring. I think it was an engagement ring because it had a diamond. Is it? Wedding, wedding ring is usually wedding, band. a band, a plain band usually. Oh, I didn't know that. Well... I mean, let's I have let's no, go. I have, let's go get some rings now. I have no uh, way of corroborating that or saying that's correct. So she took it off and she put it next to me. This is when we were all at a very long table. This is before my experience because you didn't have, you didn't let me know that happened. So we were eating at a very long table together with all of the people on that tour. And she took her engagement ring off, slid it up to the table to me. And she's like, this is a good opportunity. I think I like slid it back or something. I'm like, oh, no, thanks. She's just like kept trying to shove it, shove it at me. I think I ended up having to give it to the husband. I don't know. I I, I didn't know that interaction happened. Yeah. And he like apologized or something, which he did a fair few times. My interpretation of that was she was trying to get us to get engaged and it seemed like she was trying to give me her ring t- to get it done. Wait, that wasn't your interpretation. That was my interpretation. I thought you said that she was giving you her ring. Yeah, to propose. Yeah, th- but that's what I thought. So we thought the same thing. No, but you, you, your interpretation, you, you told me something else before. What did I tell you before? To have it. Yeah. Oh, okay. Okay, right, right. I get what you're saying. Yeah. So to propose and keep the ring. Yeah. And you had your own experience. Yes. So my, my experience was we were at uh, Sand Dunes, a similar experience where she was offering the ring to propose to you. But my interpretation was it was just to be used to propose to you. And then I can give it back. 
Unless like, um, maybe next time. We need to get on that train again now. I don't think um, she was as insistent as she was with you, I guess. I don't think, I think she just tried once or twice. I think that was our last trip with them. What I still feel bad about is I asked that we get off the coach one stop early to walk back by ourselves to the hotel so that we didn't have to have an awkward goodbye. I think you were quite surprised with that. Uh, I was, I don't know, surprised is the right word. I was like, "Eh, okay, we're not saying goodbye to them. To end this episode and the season, we'll talk you through what was meant to be an annual tradition and you'll have to wait two years to find out why it's not. It's, um, um, yeah, it's not obvious. Pandemic. Spoiler alert. Um, okay, no. So, we went away for my birthday to an island, a small island. It's not for everyone. We have discovered that we like to go to these islands a lot. They're not touristy. Uh, I mean, they're day trip touristy. People don't usually stay there because there's really not a lot to do, which is what we go there for. We go there to not do a lot, to not have to interact with many people, to not have noise. It is the perfect place for me to recharge before heading back to the noisy, crowded city. Yes. How did I make this like a negative thing again? I have no idea. So, yeah, we spent my birthday on this island and we're like, "Hmm, we'll do this every year. For my birthday. Oh, make it a make it a regular thing. A regular thing. Yeah. And I think we discovered a bit about how we like to spend time with each other when when we don't have all the modern conveniences. That it is actually nice to just wander along a beach or sit in a park it also, on a park bench. No. I mean, yeah, I guess that whole place is pretty much a park. Um it also helps they have the all right coffee because if that wasn't the case then it, it probably wouldn't have been a regular thing. I can't believe you're saying that. You don't even drink coffee. Not for me. It's a little bit sad that I will write off a place if there's no good coffee. Hmm. There's one of those islands that was quite a nice island, but I didn't have any good coffee experiences there, so we haven't been back. Didn't we go back? There are three different islands we've stayed on. One of them we've stayed on six to ten times, I'd say. Another one... We've stayed at twice and we're going again. And the other one, I think we only went there once. Yeah, maybe. think so. You won't know this from listening or watching, but we've been going for 58 minutes, almost an hour. I don't think you should say that. It's going to kill me to edit this. Merry Christmas. I think that was a good episode. Yeah. Thanks for following us along. Is that the right way to say that? Thanks for going on this trip with us, I guess. Yeah. Thanks for going on this trip with us. It's been a fun experience sharing a relationship with you and helping address an issue with representation that I've seen for quite some time. All the best for the silly season and I look forward to sharing more with you in the new year. Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Oh, you're so cute. You're not going to say that? I can't believe you don't want to wish people 